welcome to another episode of Proactive Parenting, a show where I offer you judgment-free advice on how to raise value-driven children in a way that's right for your family using the most current scientific research out there. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna Marie Mason. I'm a certified pediatric nurse practitioner, published author, and expert in child development. I'm also the mom of two fabulous kiddos, so I know firsthand how much misinformation is out there, and that's why I'm here. So grab a cup of coffee or tea and settle in. This is a safe space where you can ask questions, get real honest answers about how to raise kids in a way that works for you. This year has been a constant stream of change for most families with disruptions of life on all levels, whether that's work, school, vacations, big life events like weddings, graduations, or funerals, or just normal daily life where going out to eat at a restaurant or seeing a movie has become really complicated. Then, when families are faced with constant change, even if it's understandable change, it creates stress on all the members of that family. What it means to be part of our family can be harder to identify or cope with during times of change. Let me explain this a little bit more. Living like we are in this global pandemic means that we need to adapt to the realities of restrictions and new norms. I don't think anyone would have thought that we would all be wearing masks outside of our homes just one year ago, or that our kids would be doing distance learning. Most adults were accustomed to going to the office every day and didn't think their work was able to be done from a home office or even the kitchen table. Maybe people we were once close to um, now are behaving a little differently because of fear of illness or were restricted from visiting family members that may be at high risk. Sadly, each of us is responsible to carry the burden to flex our typical behavior to fit into this new context. And for children, this can be tremendously confusing. Our kiddos, especially our littlest ones, haven't had the chance to identify clearly with any one way of living or being yet. Therefore, it can appear to them that the rules keep changing depending on where they are. Now, the good news is children are flexible, but all this change can also make it harder for us as parents to instill them with the values and norms we want them to learn. Right now, what happens outside our front doors is mostly outside of our control. This includes mask mandates, changes from in-person to distance learning, limiting restaurant hours, restrictions on the number of toilet paper packages that we're allowed to buy. I mean, honestly, we're all adapting to new ways of being and doing outside of our homes. But in our homes, we can still do the things that feel right for us and our families. We can create traditions that hold everyone together during these times of constant change. Traditions become important because they are set activities that are repeated on a regular schedule. Traditions can be used to mark the rhythm of the day, week, the month, or even the year. And traditions are activities that we can define and customize and then repeat in a manner that we find appropriate for our family. Traditions ultimately communicate values they show what is important and why those things are important. 
But the best part of traditions is the ability to carry them with us no matter what is happening because they're activities that are most often done at home. We can use traditions to make our homes a safe zone where we can maintain control to the ebb and flow of this crazy life. Ultimately, this instills a sense of family, of values, and of belonging, especially to our children. Now, traditions include both the really big ones related to holidays, such as making certain foods or decorating the home, as well as just the day-to-day -day traditions that we use to teach our children about what family looks and behaves like. Both types are useful to mark the different time circuits. Holiday traditions mark the calendar year, while day-to-day -day traditions create a routine and flow in the family. These are things that kids can rely and depend on. And since the holiday season is nearly here, let's start by talking about special days that are marked by many people. We shouldn't just skip the holidays this year because we can't get together with our families or friends. Maintaining holiday traditions permits our families to anticipate together an event that includes people outside of our household. We can choose to celebrate Independence Days, religious holidays, or bank holidays to convey a continued sense of unity with a larger group of people, even though we may be celebrating alone as an individual family. We can include phone calls or messages with extended family and friends on these days as we celebrate in our own homes. Or maybe we can retake sending cards and letters. This communication and connection will help us maintain bonds with our extended family and friends when we have to be separated. And it also gives children a reason to feel that they're part of something bigger, even if they haven't experienced many big get-togethers yet. Now, daily and weekly traditions, such as a walk after dinner, eating dinner together as a family, or board game night, give our family a sense of certainty when living in a time of continual change. These small traditions may seem trivial or even insignificant, but they are essential in our families with children. Why? Because these small traditions create shared obligation to the family unit. This means that on a regular basis, our families come together as one to fulfill a task or activity that demands participation from everyone. The repetition of these same activities over and over creates a sense of unity and intimacy. It's like we're building an exclusive club. Only the special people in our family are permitted to join. The members have duties and roles to complete and everyone must follow certain norms and values when they partake in that activity. Being a member of this exclusive club means that each member is able to enjoy familiarity and closeness with the other members and has the opportunity to feel confident and secure in their role within the family unit. In the end, we are building a solid foundation for a trusting relationship between all members and simultaneously passing values and norms about what it means to be part of our family. Right now, it is so easy for everyone to disappear into their rooms with their electronic gadgets, but this creates a value-neutral home environment for children, and it will have 
long-term negative effects that may be hard to correct in the future. Therefore, it's really beneficial to invest the time now to use the power of traditions to avoid these types of issues later on. Now, I can't stress enough, the most important part of creating traditions, whether holiday or day-to-day, is to avoid making them so complex that it's gonna stress you out to actually do them. The idea of using traditions is to create a sense of family that is stable. Um, So it means that you can't make things over the top or throw big parties every day, really quite the contrary. The goal with traditions is to create normalcy for your family on a continuous basis that can be carried out no matter what's happening. Having a party every day or com- creating really, like lots of complexity will only create more stress that'll lead to those traditions unraveling, becoming sporadic or, or even stopping. No one, especially now, can manage constant preparations. If we try, we're just gonna burn out. So look for things that we're already doing that we really like. We should be asking ourselves if those activities foster the family values we wanna instill in our children. Do those activities help us structure our family life at home in a way that's rewarding to us? Can that activity be repeated easily without causing stress or distress? Activities that meet those criteria are the traditions that we want to consider implementing. It's also important that traditions don't evolve into a competition. What one family finds appropriate for their traditions may be very different from another family's. Both types of traditions are okay because different families have different values. Each family should strive to create traditions that fit and support their chosen values There's no reason to compare or judge. So based on the information that we've talked about here, there's a few takeaway ideas that I wanna leave with you to help you choose how to create traditions um, that will make sense in your family in these uncertain times. The first is to identify that values are important to your family. If you don't have values, it's hard to make traditions that support them. So the first thing you're gonna have to do is think about what values are really important to my my family. What do I want my kids to learn right now? Then select holiday traditions to share with extended family and friends outside of your home. Try to figure out what traditions you can extend through phone calls, messaging, sending cards, video chats, that you can still connect with external members. But again, remembering not to make it too complicated, trying to replicate identical meals, trying to make sure everybody sits down together, especially if you're in different time zones. Those things add complications. Maybe you can just schedule a time that you decide we're gonna have a 15 minute um, toast and say prayer together or um, reflect on something important to us together and then everybody goes off on their own way. So making sure that that stays simple. Then also creating day-to-day and weekly traditions that foster the family values you selected for your family. So the routine within the day, the routine within the week, special events that happen weekly that can be repeated easily like, like board game night. 
try to find those special things that happen on a, on a very um, consistent basis that really help your child feel that there is an ebb and flow in your family that they can count on. Another thing we need to be aware of is being selective about what traditions are sustainable and again, avoid creating stressful traditions. It's not your job to be a party planner. It's not your job to make something fantastic for everybody all the time. The idea of traditions is something that is repeatable and sustainable. Sitting down to a family meal together once a day, playing board games once a week, um, having a puzzle that sits out that when somebody says I'm bored, everybody sits down and works at the puzzle to get out their boredom. Something that people can count on, not something that's extravagant. And finally, know that the traditions that you choose for your family will be perfect for your family's needs. You know your family best. You know what's going to really click with your family. You know what is maintainable. You know your family's values. You know what traditions are going to fit those values. So know that whatever you choose is going to be just right for your family. I can't stress enough how important the use of traditions is during times like these, these restful times where everything seems to be changing to help us create and maintain close family connections. Now, I hope the information from this episode has encouraged you to be proactive in creating sustainable family traditions that will help now and continue to strengthen your family bonds in the future. Please don't hesitate to share a comment, question, or tip about what you are using and how you're using traditions to strengthen your family values and sense of belonging. Just drop me an email at deanna at proactiveparenting.com. And if you want to find out more about who I am and what I do, please check out my website at www.proactiveparenting.com. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with more information and you can also connect with other parents just like you. Find me on these social media platforms by searching for my name, Deanna Marie Mason. And finally, if you'd like to purchase any of my books or online courses, such as newborn care or breastfeeding boot camp, you can find those on my webpage, which again is www.proactiveparenting.com. I want to thank you so much for listening and taking time out of your day to spend with me. I hope you found this episode useful as we prepare for the holiday season. If you did, please leave a comment or review and tell a friend so they can become a proactive parent also. Well, I'll close here. Again, this is Dr. Deanna Marie Mason signing off for now. I look forward to seeing you again very soon. But until then, Take care and be well. Bye.